Then you will truly be successful. Turn the page. And we know all things work together for the good. Turn the work together. The good. Turn the work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Turn the work together. The good to those who love God. He has a word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on your According to be his purpose, to purpose it's his purpose, not mine. It's day 39 of our 90-day challenge, and I want to ask you a question. How is your heart? We're back in Ezekiel, but now we're reading the 36th chapter, the first through the 26th verse. Son of man, prophesy to the mountains of Israel and say, mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The enemy said of you, aha, the ancient heights have become our possession. Therefore prophesy and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, because they have ravaged and crushed you from every side so that you became the possession of the rest of the nations and the object of people's malicious talk and slander. Therefore, mountains of Israel hear the word of the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to the mountains and hills, to the ravines and valleys, to the desolate ruins and the deserted towns that have been plundered and ridiculed by the rest of the nations around you. This is what the sovereign Lord says. In my burning zeal, I have spoken against the rest of the nations and against all Edom. For with glee and with malice in their hearts, they made my land their own possession so that they might plunder its pasture land. Therefore, Prophesy concerning the land of Israel and say to the mountains and hills, to the ravines and valleys, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I speak in my jealous wrath because you have suffered the scorn of the nations. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I swear with uplifted hand that the nations around you will also suffer scorn. But you mountains of Israel will produce branches and fruit for my people Israel, for they will soon Come home. I am concerned for you and will look on you with favor. You will be plowed and sown, and I will cause many people to live on you. Yes, all of Israel. The towns will be inhabited and the ruins rebuilt. I will increase the number of people and animals living on you, and they will be fruitful and become numerous. I will settle people on you as in the past and will make you prosper more than before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I will cause people, my people, Israel, to live on you. They will possess you and you will be their inheritance. You will never again deprive them of their children. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Because some say to you, you devour people and deprive your nation of its children. Therefore, you will no longer devour people or make your nation childless, declares the sovereign Lord. No longer will I make you hear the taunts of the nations and no longer will you suffer the scorn of the peoples or cause your nation to fall, declares the sovereign Lord. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and their actions. Their conduct was like a woman's monthly uncleanness in my sight. So I poured out my wrath on them because they had shed blood in the land and because they had defiled it with their idols. I dispersed them among the nations and they were scattered throughout the countries. 
I judged them according to their conduct and their actions. And wherever they went among the nations, they profaned my holy name. For it was said of them, these are the Lord's people. And yet they had to leave his land. I had concern for my holy name, which the people of Israel profaned among the nations where they had gone. Therefore say to the Israelites, this is what the sovereign Lord says. It is not for your sake, people of Israel, that I am going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. For I will take out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And that ends the reading of our purpose thought today. Again, my question to you is simply this. How is your heart? Day 39 of our 90 day challenge. And I want to ask you a question. How is your heart? Yeah. How's your heart? A few years ago, I remember angrily writing a post-it note that I shared with a friend, Pam, and said, I'm going to include this real life experience in my new book. And she said, that's incredible, Sean, but can I make a recommendation? I want you to keep that because that's your raw truth, but wait before you publish until you get healed. Because after you heal that raw emotion mixed with your positive perspective can really serve purpose for the world. And I want to encourage you to do this. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Before you publish the thing that is most provocative, ask yourself, how's my heart? In Ezekiel, the Bible says that God will take our heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. Denise Boggs has several books on the heart, on forgiveness, but one that really changed my life several years ago was about unmet needs. And when our needs are unmet as a child, it often shows up again in our present brokenness as an adult. Today, before you do more planning for purpose, I want you to work on your person. To the degree that your heart is healed will determine how others will experience your wholeness in the world. So get your heart right and your purpose will follow. Earlier you mentioned stones. Yes. So could you just for those who've never heard it before, explain what you mean when you say stones in yes. your heart. Okay, absolutely. When people come to a Healing the Heart retreat, that's really where we start. Mm -hmm. Because you don't realize that every time when painful things happened as a child, that a little area of the heart that you were open, your heart was wide open to mom and dad, mm -hmm. needing their love, needing God's love to come through them. And every time you didn't feel loved, if, if you, you held on to it and didn't forgive it, and if you're eight or nine, you don't know how to forgive, mm -hmm. so you hold it, it hardens that air of your heart, just a tiny stone forms. Mm -hmm. We know this from Matthew 13. Jesus talks about 
that a stony heart forms and that as a st with a stony heart, one of the symptoms of that that he explains is you're easily offended and, and also the word that you received can't take root and grow because the stones are blocking it. So, you, you know, you can have people that are listening to you right now and they're like, man, this is a word. I love this word. And, and love the word you're giving, you know, mm -hmm. and, and have joy about the word, excited about it. But the stones in the heart will, will hinder the word from taking root mm -hmm. in their life and producing something, a harvest. So stones form in the heart when we're children, and really it becomes a way of self-protection as you go into your teenage years. You don't want to feel that way. You don't want to feel like you felt when Dad yelled at you. Yeah. So you, you just begin to pull away from Dad, you know? So after there's been enough stones, it just, it just builds a wall. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you're not close to dad at all. Mm -hmm. You pull away. You'd rather be with friends. And you know what? Those teenage years are really when, when you're supposed to really be getting some wisdom from dad, but you don't want to, even, you don't want to be around him because the wall, you know, those stones have formed a wall. You don't want to get close to him. Mm -hmm. You want to go hang out with the cool people. And um, so stones in the heart will literally create wall, a wall of self-protection and a wall of defense. And mm. so when you come to a Heal in the Heart retreat, we help you start dismantling the wall, stone by stone, hurt by hurt, even identifying it, each, each stone. We don't just have one prayer. Good. We work with each stone to help you recognize it, feel it. You've got to feel pain in order to face the reality of the pain and how it's affected you yeah. to be able to grieve it and forgive. So you've got to, you've got to feel it mm -hmm. and the impact it's had. So yes, Stony Heart, um, it's a huge part of our teaching. And, uh, and, and listen to me, the imagery and the examples that you use mm -hmm. really. So I, there's a time, I, I think I, got a, I brought a group of pastors. I personally yes, invited. Did. Yes. And we just spent two, two days with yes, you. Yes. And these were, you know, some of these pastors, not some, but you know, a couple of them used to be gangsters. I mean, they're, they like, they don't cry. You know, yeah. they don't cry. Yeah. And we went through this stony heart exercise. Yes. And that imagery, and you had those stones. And it was literally, that was, there was, it wasn't just a wave of emotion. No. It was a wave of breakthrough. Oh, yes, I think it where was. God accelerated yes. progress. Absolutely. He accelerated. He did things in that moment yes. Yes. Uh, at an accelerated oh, pace. Yes. Absolutely. And I think sometimes destiny demands that, right? Oh, where it's like absolutely. you're in a season it's like you don't have 12 years no, to get no, no. to a certain place. No. And I, I saw just such breakthrough come mm -hmm. just from that oh, revelation yes. alone. I don't want I don't want I don't want our audience to to miss that and no. how important what you're saying is. Oh, it's, and, and it's amazing that I still, are, I'm in contact with most of those. Yes. And I see the fruit that has come from it. Because wow. listen, you know, Jesus said a hundredfold return. Yes. 36 year, a hundredfold return will come on every seed that's planted in the soil. But if you've got a stone in your heart, a major stone, that is blocking the seeds from taking root. 
then you're sitting there wondering, why can't I get this moving forward, whatever it is, or why is my marriage not moving forward? Mm -hmm. But the stones in the heart is what blocks the movement, is what mm -hmm. blocks that, that real harvest from coming. So yeah. as you start, the Holy Spirit begins, my goodness, it's amazing, isn't it? It is. It, I mean, you, just, you is. just begin to feel the power of the Spirit of God just dislodging those sto stones yes. and you start yes. releasing them. Yes. One because, at a time. Because at least in my experience and in the experiences of people that I know, yes. Yes. we thought the stone was strong. Yeah. So, so what we call strong yeah. Yeah. was really a stone. Exactly. So, oh, yes. I'm strong. No, that was a stone. That's a stone. <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> yes, that's right. And you know, this is another one of those gems. If there is a tone to your voice, there's a stone. You know, when your voice tone changes, like you raise your voice yes. at your kids? Yes. You know? It's a stone. It's a stone. Yeah. In other words, that was something, something has been triggered that is painful yes a stone is there and it changes your voice tone mm-hmm mm -hmm. so this is powerful you can start powerful. right there and begin yeah. working through stones i want a heart that forgives a heart full of love one with compassion just like yours above one that overcomes evil with goodness and love it never happened, never holding a grudge. Want a heart that forgives, that lives and lets live. One that keeps loving over and over again. One that men can offend because your word is within. One that loves without price, like you, Lord Jesus Christ. Want a heart that loves everybody, even my enemies. Want to love like you, be like you, just like you did. Want a heart that forgives. When the ones that are closest, that I've known the longest, hurt me the most, I still want to love them just like you love me, even though I'm hurting. I want a heart that forgives when the pain is so deep, it's so hard to speak about it. Just like your son, I give up my right to hold it against them with hatred inside. I want a heart that loves everybody, even my enemies. I want to love like and be like and just like and did. I want to walk like and talk like, just like you did. Wanna be like and live like just like you did. Mm, Cause a heart that forgives is the heart that will live. Totally free from the pain of 
the past And the heart that lets go Is the heart that will know So much freedom Lord, I want to let it go hey, Hallelujah God, I need to let it go Lord, it's been holding me what to do to get rid of it but here I am Lord Jesus here I am oh here I am Lord Jesus oh Lord I need you I need you I know this is me that you're talking to this is me this is me this is me Lord this is me get on right now and just pray. Um, I feel led to just pray. I know that this moment has unearthed quite a lot for some people, and I don't want you to rush out. I know that the Spirit of God is still in this room, and I know that maybe just one person needs a touch from the Lord. And I know that one of my God-given strengths is the ability to bring a people to the presence of God, and then get out of the way. So I don't have all the answers, but I do know the one who does. And I believe that worry is wasted worship. So why worry about the problem when you can worship the answer? I don't know if Pastor Reed is able to unmute and pray, even if you're not able to show your video. It's not about the video but I'm going to ask if she is, if she can text me and let me know if she can lift some of the prayer petitions up to the father. Um, if uh, she needs to prepare to get ready for that moment, I need to see if Sister Spice also can join me as we lift you up in prayer. Because what I'm sensing right now is that some people can't wait till next year for a retreat. You need this moment for God to come to you where you are right now. Um, some people can't wait. I want to make sure that you can hear me. Can you hear me? Now, only two times have I done this. Only two times after our purpose reflection has the Lord put on my heart, unprepared. Y'all see me in my t-shirt, <laughs> unprepared. But only two times have I felt the spirit of God say, lean in here. And so 
I'm going to obey the Lord. I'm going to obey the Lord um, because I think, all right, good. Pastor Reed says she's okay, good. Her hand is lifted, all right, good. Um, I'm going to obey the Lord and I'm going to get out the way. The Lord wants to minister to somebody's heart right now. You may not make it to the purpose retreat. You may not make it to the social in December, um, but God can start a work now. Some plant, some water, God gives an increase. And can I just say this before Pastor Reed prays? Self-condemnation is not of the Lord. You wallowing in what you did not know and what you did not do and the tools you did not have is guilt that does not come from God. Repudiate it in the name of Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And if I wallowed in all the things I could have done or should have done or things that I didn't know, I would never have been able to write the purpose and curriculum, the worship curriculum, because I would have been stuck in my stoop of depression and I would have made myself paralyzed by my own condemnation. So today I want to annihilate the diabolical force of condemnation that says I'm too old to grow, that this stone has become my state and that God has forgotten about me. I repudiate it in the strong name of Jesus. Pastor Reed, I'm gonna let you minister to those who are here. Uh, I'll just ask you to um, unmute. I think she's getting on. Okay, give us a second, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I had to switch uh, devices so that I could do this. Okay. Uh, Father, we just are so grateful for this opportunity to sit in your feet. We are so grateful that you love us so much, that you have taken this time, this moment in time, to hold our hearts in your hand. Father, I pray the balm of Gilead to be poured out over each and every participant on here this morning. Father, I thank you that you love us with the love that is beyond comprehension, that you have forgiven us with a forgiveness that is beyond comprehension. Father, I pray now an impartation of your forgiveness to be with us, to be upon us, to be in us. Father, as you have stirred our stones this morning, Father, I pray that we will not be afraid to name the stones. Just like you told the children of Israel when they crossed through the waters to set up stones for each tribe as a memorial for what you did for them, for how you delivered them. Father, I pray that we see these stones that we are going to name as an opportunity to have a memorial before you for what you have done in our lives and what you are doing in our lives. That we will use these stones not as a stumbling block to pull us away from you, but we will embrace these stones as stepping stones as we walk 
toward our destiny in you, that these stones will be our foundation of faith in you for what you are doing in our lives. Let us embrace first the understanding that you allowed each and every circumstance that caused the stone to happen. You knew it was going to happen before it happened. And you allowed the stones to form to get our attention to you, to get our eyes toward you, to help us to understand that we need you. We need your help. So Father, the petitions that have been lifted up today, those that have cried out, acknowledging and realizing they have stones, that these stones need to be removed. Father, that this is the catalyst now. I speak courage to each and every participant now as you are holding our hearts in your hand. Father, I speak courage as we embrace our stones. Help us to identify them one by one by one. Help us not to be afraid to speak that thing out loud. Help us not to be afraid to cast that care on you, understanding and knowing that you care for us. Help us to understand, God, that you have not forsaken us. You have not left us, that you are here and have been here with us through this. Father, I see somebody is calling out anger. Somebody is calling out distrust. Somebody has called out fear. Somebody has called out rejection. Somebody has called out misunderstanding. Somebody has called out molestation. Jesus. Somebody has called out abandonment. Jesus. Somebody has called out misrepresentation. Jesus. Somebody has called out being unloved. Jesus. Somebody has called out the spirit of usury. Somebody has called out the spirit of manipulation. Father, those different things, stones that have formed in our hearts. Somebody mm -hmm. has called out how families have rejected them. Somebody mm -hmm. has acknowledged they've been the rejecter in the family. Mm -hmm. Somebody has acknowledged their part, not only what happened to them, but what they have done to others. Father, I pray right now, as you're holding our hearts in your hand, as you are massaging our hearts, you're loosening that hard follow ground right now in the name of Jesus. You are loosening the ground. You are exposing, you are uncovering stones that have been buried for years, stones that we didn't even know were there. Father, I pray now, your healing balm of Gilead, to begin to flow from the top of our heads all the way down to the soles of our feet. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we embrace this time so that we will never walk around with these stones again. That we, as we name them, as we identify them, we will not let them stay lodged. We will not let them stay there. 
Father, I thank you for your covering of love over us, for your protection of love. I thank you for this safe spot. I thank you for this safe space. Father, I bind the hand of the enemy right now that would come to kill, steal, and destroy. I come against doubt right now in the name of Jesus. I bind discouragement right now in the name of Jesus. I come against that spirit that says, I've tried this before and it didn't work. Father, I ask that this person would trust you. The same question you posed to me years ago, will you trust me one more time. Father, I pray that you would help the one that's closest to the edge of despair, the mm. one that's closest to the edge of falling in that hole. Father, I pray that you reach your hand of mercy, grab them and ask them, hold them in your arms and ask them, will you trust me just one more time. And Father, I pray that you give each of us the courage to trust you the way you want us to trust you, to learn how to love you once again, the way you love us. Father, I pray that this will not be a task, but that this will be a journey and we will embrace it as our journey. I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you that you are holding the hands, holding the heart of each of us right now in this moment. And we release ourselves fully into your presence. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. 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 If you have a minute to worship the Lord, worship him. My worship is saying, God, I'm willing to try again. I'm willing to try again. I'm willing to trust again. I'll, I'll try again until I can trust again. Thank you, Pastor Reed. That is so powerful. This is not a task. This is not something to check off a list. We've been living too many of our lives saying, okay, I read the book. Okay, I went on the retreat. Okay, I did the thing that they said to do. No, this is not law. This is relationship. This is not um, accomplishment. This is um, a journey of healing and wholeness. And every time, see what I'm sensing in the spirit is some of you have done the work, but just like the miscellaneous drawer that you took days to clean out, now you've looked up and the drawer is all contaminated again, just like the house you labored tirelessly to clean the filters and to organize your books and everything day by day, you've walked back in your life emotionally, you kind of dropped some things here, dropped some things there. And now you're looking up saying, how did I get here again? I finally decluttered my soul. And here I am again. And God's like, listen, the spirit of God, the refills are free. Wherever the spirit of God is, the refills are free. Hit the refresh button this morning and say, Lord, today I gotta I gotta declutter. I gotta go back to old time ways. I gotta, I gotta block, I gotta remove, I gotta deactivate, I gotta unsubscribe, I gotta do it again. I gotta do it again. I think that's why Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, no greater works will you do. You're, you're looking at me, but I'm trying to focus on what's in you. I've invested my spirit. I've given you my dunamis. I've given you my God power in you, the Holy Spirit that is working in you unto salvation. This is a work. That's why this is a community, because you cannot do it by yourself. The strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. One day I'm going to get weak 
and I need my tribe that'll say, listen, I won't judge you, Pastor Sean. I won't talk about how you walked us through 90 days and now you are struggling yourself. No, I will hold your hand and I will pray you through. Strong people get weak, but that's why we have the tribe, the community, the church, the koinonia, the called out, because you cannot do this by yourself. Isolation is one of the devil's greatest tools to keep you stuck in yesteryear. But I declare that the stones are being removed. I feel a Holy Ghost transfusion happening right now. The divine anesthesiologist has come into the room. You are now on the surgical procedure table. He is removing those pieces one by one. He is going back into your memory files and he is updating it. What I love about phones is that when you need an update, they do it without you even knowing. They wait until you plug up to a source and while you're sleeping, they're removing. And what God is saying to you today is as you go to work, as you get ready to go where you're called to go, I'm going to do the vacuuming. By the time you get home, that heart's not going to be the same. You're going to look up and smile again and not know where that smile came from. The Holy Spirit is going to do it. He's going to bring you to the right resources. He's going to bring you to the right people. He's going to bring you to the right relationships. He's going to, he brought you here this morning. He brought you here this morning. God loves you too much. He said, no, 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 Sean, stop talking about the tasks of purpose and get that pollution out. Because no matter how many tips and tools I give you, if your heart is still filled with stones, you will not be able to produce. And I'm concerned about the whole man. I'm concerned about the whole woman. I'm concerned about you, not what you do. What good would it be for you to write books and you still die with the stone in your heart? I'm going to take a moment and allow Sister Spice to pour whatever God has laid on her heart, and then I'll let you go. To God be the glory for the things that he has done this morning. The Bible says that Jesus, our high priest, we don't have a high priest who is not touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Mm. So my name, the thing is, this is the moment. This is the moment that God was waiting for concerning you. You see, he told them at the tomb of Lazarus, roll away the stone. The stone was the thing that had him inside, locked down without a way out. But Jesus said, you roll away the stone. Do the part that you can do. And I'm going to come and take up the supernatural and do that which you are not able to do. All he wants you to do is that which is in your power to do. But now don't think that you're limited because he has given you his power. 
is invested in you. So you're stronger than you think you are. You have some tools that you haven't tapped into yet. You see, I want you to learn this morning that you can still speak to your mountain. Tell it to be removed. Tell it to get out of your way. Tell it to be cast into the sea because the Egyptians that you see today, you're not going to see again. God this morning is parting your Red Sea. Once you get over, he's going to close it up so that the enemy that has been fighting you is going to be swallowed up. You see that thing, hallelujah. That thing that has been sent to take you down, take you under, take you out, it has to go in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, when you cry out, he hears. We have to understand our role in this thing. All I have to do is confess. He forgives. Don't, don't forget what you have at your disposal. Hmm? You are his, you belong to him. And I pray over you this morning, the love of God, because love casts out fear. He told Peter, come. And this morning he is bidding you just come. Cause when you come to him, you're going to find everything that you need. And guess what? The beauty of it is, you can come as many times as you need, as many times as you want, because he's standing there with open arms. You've been hurt today. You were hurt last year. You didn't get over that yet. Come here. He said, come. And why are you going to come? Because the table is spread. What's on the table? Whatever you need, whatever substance you need today, the table of the Lord is spread. And the feast of the Lord is going on. Hallelujah. Take out your spoon, take out your fork, take out your knife, take part in this feast. Get what you need this morning. Refuse to leave dry. Refuse to leave the same way you came because the Lord has set it up for you today. You see, he pre-established this morning for you to get what you need in order for you to be free. Why? Because it's not just about your freedom. There are other people looking to you. And as you let go, they're going to be delivered. Don't look at the one that did you wrong. I don't even care if it was you. Let it go and let God do what God wants to do in you. Listen, he said to Tabitha, arise. It sounds complicated, but it's not. When Jesus tells you to get up, get up. Go about your business. Go about your day. Embracing all that God has designed for you to do. When you break free of these shackles, you're going to be surprised. The things that's been locked inside of you. You think you have an idea. You don't have an inkling what God wants to do through you, in you, for you, around you. But we have to let go this morning and then choose not to go back to that thing again. Don't even process it when it tries to come up. You talk to that devil, you lying, you still lying. No, 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 see God eradicated. Oh, that's over, that's a wrap, huh? And I'm woke. So when you're woke, 
You can see what's around you. You can see the enemy coming from afar. Get up this morning. Wake up this morning. Walk this morning. Do that thing which you have not been able to do before because the miracle working power is working on your behalf. And those stones that were a hindrance at one time, now they're just like the stones in David's bag. It's the thing that you're going to be able to use to fight the enemy with. And those stones that were fighting against you, now you're going to be able to minister into the lives of others who are going through the same thing that you went through. That's why you're going through it. So that you can turn around and pull somebody else through. So just like Joseph said, you can say this morning, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for my good. And the Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore, your legs might be wobbling a little bit. You might feel some residue, shake it off and keep on moving. You might have someone to say something that sounds similar to what you heard before. Shake it off and keep on moving. Walk in the power of God. He said, be strong in the Lord. See, some of you are going through because you've been trying to do it. The devil is too much for us. You can't do it. I don't care if you thought you were Superman, Superwoman. I'm here to tell you, outside of God, we're done deal. The enemy knows some things. He's been in God's presence before. He has tasted of true worship. He knows what it feels like. He knows the outcomes. He knows what we have working for us. But stand in his power, in the power of the Lord, in his might. And then you can cast off. And then you can put away. And then you can... You don't have to try to forget it. I tell you what you do in the spirit, intentionally disregard it. Hmm? You thought that was gonna kill me, devil? <laughs> Come again. That's all you got, devil? <laughs> Come again. Intentionally disregard that which the enemy is trying to use against you because you have the power invested in you to fight and having done all the stand. Stand anyway. Oh, but this hurts. Stand anyway. Oh, but this tried to take me up. Stand anyway. Oh, but I don't know how much more. Stand anyway. Stand in his power. In the power and might of God. He said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. This morning receive the peace of God. Mm. That stays even in the midst of the fight. Mm. Even in the midst of your war, take his peace. I hear the Lord saying he wants to do a new thing. Mm. A new thing. Mm. Don't look for the old. Embrace the new. Don't try to remember the old. Just embrace the new. And yeah. when you let go and let God, you're going to see that life comes in abundance. And you have the opportunity to get the refills. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for this word and thank you for these words. When our heart is overwhelmed, lead us to you. Thank you for these pillars of wisdom that have been with God. I pray 
a Peter's anointing on these who are still on this call. I pray that people will be healed, not just by your sophistication. I pray that they will be healed by your shadow. I pray that God will give you the supernatural power to walk through ICU units and people will be healed by your smile and your shadow. I pray that you as a therapist, counselor, life coach, that you will be doing the work of spiritual warfare in your conversations with folks. And by the time they leave, they will leave healed. This thing that God has been putting in your heart to do, a production, a song, do it. The shadow, the substance of things hoped for. I pray God today that you will do a supernatural work. I thank you for this divine, holy visitation. And I give you glory. For you have in this moment turned our heart of stone into a heart of flesh. You're turning and we're going to obey you in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you all so much and I'll see you tomorrow.